intro. Nope. Never. Never have I have one. Never gonna make me stop. Never gonna give me up. Never. Ne- what? Are you, what? Uh, are you trying to rickroll me? Yes. L- look at me. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. Are you trying to rickroll me? Yes, I that's am trying to rickroll you. Yeah, that's what's trying to go on right now. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. This is, uh, I've had enough. It's a sad day. It's too yeah, much. It is too much. Knock it off with this. Yes, I I agree. It's in like uh, you know the whole. It's just so obsolete. The idea of oh, it just comes in threes. Well, right now, especially. I mean, we well, don't know. I every mean, single obituary yeah. has to come with uh, a was not COVID related, or in the case of Roy, it was COVID related. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So, um. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I didn't have anything else to say about that. I, I apologize. Agree in uh, three more ways. <laughs> yes, mm, I think so. It's like uh, Vaughn on Community. It, right. <laughs> hey, how are you? Times. Hello. <laughs> What's <Yeah>. up? <laughs> it's, uh, oh boy. I know. Well, uh, that's a great one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, what can you do? I know. I know. There's nothing you can do. I mean, he was 87, which is getting up there. Well, but still, yeah. you know, it's still, it's still really sad. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you want to, I don't know. At this point, I'm just looking through lists of, like, people that are still around, you know? Oh, like, boy. I don't know if it was a movie or what we were doing the other day, but I was looking at something and thinking, oh, what a, what a talent this person was and, you know, uh, what a loss it must have been. And I'm like, 105? They're still alive? I wish I could remember who it was, but I'm going to start making a list of people that are still alive. I guess they'd call that a Deadpool. Well, Not because I want to see them die or I think they're going to die, but just like, you know, wow, isn't it great that so-and-so is still alive? Let's get him for the show. Right. <laughs> well, like, speaking of community, we just watched the episode that uh, Betty White yeah, is yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And talk she's about Betty great. White. I know. Well, jeez. Sorry. I'm, I'm just... sick up to here with Betty White. Wow. No, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't really think about Betty White that much. Okay. Do you know what I mean? That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Like what, you know, and she was in like uh, Lake Placid or whatever. <laughs> she was in like wow. an alligator movie and had like a good turn in that. But like mm-hmm. other than like the Golden Girls, it's just, it's weird to think. I mean, she's still around, you know, she's fine. Yeah. But Golden Girls was like the last big thing for her and mm-hmm. it was pitched as, you know, you are old. <laughs> Here's a show. But, like, you know, for people like our parents or just people from our parents' generation, even the previous generation, Betty White's just been around the whole time. And when I think about Little Richard, there's a couple people in the world and, you know, maybe it's Robert Johnson or whatever. But, like, when you think about, like, living rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There aren't many of them left. No. Ain't no more Bill Haley. Yeah, I know. And, like, he was, like, one of the last that I can think of that was like, well, that's just, like, that's personified rock and roll just walking right. around right 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 exactly um that's i mean that's a good point the way that we uh, uh yeah think um, about yeah um i'm trying to think about like like who who else well the killer's out there somewhere still okay jerry lee all right um 
I, I yeah, I just I can't. I'm, I'm Dewey Cox died. Of, we know that. Wow. He's gone now. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's uh, anyway. I, I just, I, I was, it was on my mind because of the film that I chose to watch uh, for our show today, and not because of that specifically, but it kind of dovetailed nicely mm. because we watched a movie that is a rock and roll fable. Yes, Streets of Fire, nineteen eighty four, yes. Walter Hill film. Yes, starring Michael Paré and Rick Moranis and Diane Lane mm-hmm. and Amy Madigan. And the bust you up guy from Terminator. I can't. I can't remember. Rick Rosovich, is that his name? Yeah. I'm gonna I bust you know. up, man. I don't know. Man. <laughs> I think he's. I, whenever I see him in '80s films, he's the. Uh, I'm gonna bust you up, man. Okay. Don't forget Willem Dafoe. Though. And Willem Dafoe. I was gonna. That was my secret. I was gonna. That was your secret. Bring that out stealth later. Move. Okay. I was gonna come in like a raven. Sorry. Whoa. <laughs> But yeah, um, a pretty good uh, film. Um, I think the deal is is that you have to do the recap. Yes. Because I uh, picked the film, mm-hmm. and it is Rick Rosovich. Okay. He was uh, he's the guy in um, Roxanne. Uh, you know what? I haven't seen Roxanne. Ooh, put it on your line. Ninety percent of Rotten Tomatoes. I should put it on. Put my on your list. list. Yeah. Yeah. Remind me later. Uh, what I happens think in I have streets a pen in here? of? Fire. Streets of Fire. I almost wanted to say Streets Ahead. Um, what happens to Streets Ahead? <laughs> and if you're not Streets Ahead, you're, you're Streets, streets Behind. behind. Um, okay. Uh, so Streets of Fire is kind of in a... It seems like it's a made-up world. I think all Walter Hill films, <laughs> maybe even 48 Hours Included, exist in another universe. Are they within the same universe? Like, do his films have its own, their own oh, you universe? Think, okay, so you th- you're you positing that... Like a Tarantino We're not even into this yet. World. We're, oh, maybe. But I was positing that, like, uh, that The Warriors uh, takes place, like, before the bombs fall. And then after the bombs fall and society's kind of bouncing back, then we get Streets of Fire. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, Walter Hill films of this period all involve uh, characters in uh, weird themed costumes uh, well, running around for some reason. The in Warriors gangs. is on my list, so so uh, someday we'll we'll get to that. Uh, so uh, basically, everybody is excited about this musical act in town. We don't know. Also, uh, can I just say? We're not exactly sure when it is. It kind of seems like it's like the 50s, but we're not certain. Lots of shoulder pads? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, it's definitely very 80s influenced, but it's also kind of supposed to be the That's 50s, why, yeah, so. I, I think they're putting, like, society back together. Okay. You know, they, they it's sort of like the 50s. But, you know, in the 80s, people in the 80s, you know, like like the 50s. Yeah, that's true. And yep, so yep, yep. maybe they got it all mixed up because they're just kids. Because you'll notice everybody in this movie is under 30. Except for some of the bikers. Yeah, the some of the bikers. I know. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> they're on gold wings on their way to Sturgis. It's yes. like, is this a gang? A youth gang? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, so so there's this hot musical rock act in town. Ellen Aim and the Attackers. Ellen Aim and the Attackers. Uh, Ellen Aime, played by Diane Lane. And, uh, well, I guess I don't need to say who everybody plays. No. Um, and uh, she gets kidnapped by this guy, Raven, and his gang, the Bombers. Right. Um, <laughs> a fairly typical uh, a fairly typical leather biker gang. 
except they have a German expressionist uh, performance yeah. artist as their leader. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Klaus Nomi. Yeah. And the Bombers. Right. Uh, and uh, a um, waitress who's there is like, writes her brother and is like, I need you. And so uh, enter uh, Tom Cody. Uh, who is Ellen Ames. He used to date Ellen Ames, and she's like, she got kidnapped. You need to go get her. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to do it. No, he's more like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you always need my help. Yeah, right. And then, and then he decides he's going to do it. Okay, and I'll so, do it. Right. <laughs> so, and here's the vibe I got, and I figured this out at the very end of the movie. Hmm. Blonde Stallone. Blonde Stallone. Now, if we had some of his, if we had some sides here, I could do a thing for you. But um, I'm just going to have to do this off the cuff. But it's he's kind of like, yeah, I know your music is doing pretty well, but you know I'm not the kind of guy to carry guitars around. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> he's, let's go close your eyes when you listen to him speak, and it's I yeah, there's a I lot of Stallone so. in there. But I I do feel like Stallone ha- actually has uh, oh, I emotions. Right. I got right. No, no, Stallone's a great actor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, this guy, uh, no. Um, but anyways, um, so him and kind of a ragtag crew go and, and they get ragtagier as it goes on. <laughs> they get raggier, uh, that's for sure. Um, they go to rescue Ellen Aim from the bad part of town. Yeah, Torchy. several towns over. Yeah, there's uh, somewhere over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and then they bring her back and um i mean there's some other stuff that happens but basically the, they the run guy, into ed begley jr right <laughs> the basically the guy who kidnaps her tells like the, the cops i want a showdown so basically tom cody and raven have a showdown and cody wins and triangle man yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that's more or less the, the story and then uh the uh attackers uh add the sorrels to their uh to their act and everybody has right. a good time with yes. the feeling of being young yes it's a lot i don't think this is a very good movie <laughs> i think uh, if you i yeah. think if you ludovico'd me and i had to watch this like mm, not two and a half, maybe three times in a row. I'd be very in love with this film, but okay. having having never seen this before, having heard about it, uh, and having never seen it before, and just watching it now, it's like, okay, all right, you were trying a lot of stuff. They were trying a lot, and of you, stuff. and you got. And Walter Hill's made, you know, he's made a ton of like good movies, but he's yeah. also made a ton of movies that are like the same way. It's like, okay, well, you're just doing. The baseball furies, you know, you're just doing stuff that nobody else is doing. That's funny. This half of this movie is the Warriors because the whole plot of the Warriors and it's not a spoiler is the Warriors get caught, you know, during a gang war on the wrong side of town and they got to take the train all the way back to Coney Island. And like half of this movie is them just getting back from torchies or whatever. Yes. And running into like different problems and stuff. And so it's just like, okay, it's the Warriors, Walter Hill. You're repeating yourself, and except then, it's a rock fable, right? And then when, the, when they're at Torchies, which is like a rockabilly place, I guess, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it's, it, it reminded me of like the the bar scene from Gremlins, where just like everything is going on and everybody is just uh, drinking beer, and yeah. And then they've got like a there's a lady dancing on the table, and I remember thinking and turning to you and being like, "Wow, Flashdance really messed everybody up, huh? It was and, just going to be this for a while, yeah." And, and I think I read somewhere later that like no, it was. 
everybody was affected by Flashdance. Like the producer or whatever was saying, like, yeah, we just saw Flashdance. We're like, we got to get some of that in this movie. It's like, okay, it doesn't make any sense, but okay. I mean, she's just dancing, but like, I'm kind of surprised that it's PG. Well, you could get away with a lot. We've talked about this on this show before, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Splash is PG too, so yeah. Yeah. And so it was the Blasters. The band was the Blasters. Okay. And they had a real. uh, (laughs) It just reminded me of uh, of the scene in uh, Walk Hard where, you know, the guy's like, hey, my my customers come here to dance erotically (laughs) and they need a clean floor to do it on. And then Dewey Cox is like, oh, I can sing. You got to love your Negro man. Oh, my God. This is racially insensitive. <laughs> anyway, yes, um, there's a lot of music in this film, and it makes me wonder what would have happened if they'd used any real bands or musicians. <laughs> like, I know the people. I know. I, I know that, like, the the f- f- Face to Face, I think is the name of the band that is, that is the... Um, the attackers or whatever. Oh, Diane okay. Lang doesn't sing any of the songs. There's a couple. I, different, I, I caught some. There's of a couple that different vocalists. Like, that, I was like, I was wondering that, and then I I saw it with the credits. So I'm not impugning so. like the the musicians that like worked on the film, but like, no. what if you know, what if you got like, a Madonna? People who could sing. Well, not Madonna, because the movie just would have been about Madonna. But right. you, do you know what I mean? Just like she's okay. This is clearly like a Joan Jetta analog. Joan Jetta act. Yeah, right, right. Get the Blackhearts right. in here. Like, right. what if we did that? Because mm-hmm. all the music just comes off like, yeah, yeah, it's music. Now, this is what I call music, but it's like two U's. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like not quite nailing it. Yeah. And then the the one last song at the end, uh, which I've already forgotten, but is like a, was a radio hit in the eighties. Yes. Is, recognizable and it's totally not a fit for this 50s world or the platters dudes that are like spinning around singing it or whatever it's just like all right i know but it's like the only recognizable song so it's like well you know it kind of makes me i mean i feel like this this um you know the soundtrack wasn't as big of a hit as maybe they were hoping it would be you know, I'm sure they sold some copies. But I'm sure they did too. If it, yeah, I don't know. If it just had been like, just imagine if like you you, you said, know you, you just like recognize all the songs, or but even, even just if, like two or three of them. Sure, but even if it's a rock and roll fable, right? Yeah. So what if like Ed Begley Jr., who I love, was Mick Jagger or something like that? There's a guy that they run into in one scene. Yeah, it's perfect for a cameo. Just throw somebody in there. Yeah, I see. You know, what and what saying. if the band, like, what if it was the Temptations or something like that? Like, mm-hmm. you know, or, or it's just, I don't know. Like, it, it just, was kind of like more of like a like a like a Blues Brothers feel to it. Well, I know. Well, yeah, right. I mean, they're trying to do like uh, an ode to rock and roll, right? And I know they kind of did it on the cheap, but yeah, what if you just recognized any of the musicians <laughs> right. in the film at all? Yeah. Apparently, like Walter Hill wanted to make a, a comic book movie. Okay. But he didn't like, I mean, first of all, he probably didn't want to do any licensing, but like he just didn't like, he didn't want to do Spider-Man. He didn't want to do any of this stuff, but he wanted the idea of a character that was like a living in like a four color world. There's that segment that they don't even really like commit to, but where they're, they've gotten away from torches and they're in the party district of like whatever that town is. And everybody's in like green pimp hats and everything. And it's like all flashy and stuff. And it's like, oh, this is like kind of a sequence, but. No, right. not really. They kind of cruise through it and then they're out of it. But just that feel of like a guy rides into town and then he's going to like kick some ass and then he's got to gotta go. Well, I guess and he, you kind of get He like came the... up with Tom Cody, basically. That right. was his response to that. 
Well, and, and I guess there's kind of like that that comic feel to it, where like some of the um, uh, the the sequences that like for a transition. Oh, the the wipes. Yeah, the wipes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. they more wipes in Star Wars. <laughs> That's the Walter Hill guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's okay. I just um, found myself kind of dwindling my thumbs in a lot of it. And the parade's terrible. Like, I, I don't can't remember if I've ever seen Eddie in the cruisers. But, like, this, he's just not. Uh, Walter Hill got a wild hair not, up his ass. They had, they had a line on Tom Cruise. They had Tom Cruise. 1983 Tom Cruise was going to be in this. Oh, he would And great. he ended up doing... Must have been Legend. Something else at this time. And so they lost him and got him instead. And he's just not. And the weird part is I feel like he makes every scene worse because Rick Moranis is a good actor. Or at least he's an expressive actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you get the scenes with like him and Amy Madigan and Perey and they're in the car. And Perey's like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it my way. And Mark Manis is like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm the guy around here. I'm a big shot. And Madigan's like, will the two of you shut up? I'm trying to drive here. It's like, guys, do we want to do this just one more time? I know. Have some fun with it. I know. Um, yeah. And I uh, I got to say, I didn't really feel any chemistry between him and Diane Lane. Either. Did you? No. Did you? No, I was the one that said that it was um, it was like Double Dragon. What? I didn't get that. So, reference. so I haven't, I haven't at seen the beginning that. of Double Dragon, the boss comes in and like punches <laughs> Billy and Jimmy's girlfriend uh, and then takes her away. And then they have to go fight their way through the streets to go get her. OK. Um, but you were <laughs> you you pointed out <laughs> it's like, why did he kidnap her? <laughs> like, what was the what was the point? Like, was it he was going to hold her for ransom or something? No, it was just apparently he was just going to. Just keep her well, in a in a very, room for a week or something. It's very unclear. Why did he go get her? Um, well, and I can't I can't tell from watching it, um, if he even knew who she was. Well, I mean, or, his name was on the marquee. Well, she, yeah, well, yeah, but and, I mean, like, Fish if he says, knew who she was before, Fish says that he he thought it was his fault because he had they had played at torchies or something like that at one point like he oh used to, so maybe that's there. why he was following her around yeah i think she, okay. she's known people people know well i know she's known the but yeah so uh i think he just got it on his head that she was going to be his and yeah and clearly honestly she's been there for a couple of days because vera writes tom he gets the letter right, wherever in he is. the mail, yeah. wherever he is, and comes home. She doesn't tell him what happened. He's in the 70s town where everybody's right. having a freak out. Oh, um, or, or the farmer town. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I know. Uh, it was just like, it was just odd. Uh, it was like, why? It's weird. Why that choice? It's weird. Yeah. He's just a weird character, and he's not, uh, he was cast be- for his charm, but it's one of those things where... I don't see what Walter Hill sees. I mean, and the things that he does would work. Well, actually, Tom Cruise, I don't know. Tom Cruise would never do this in a film. I'm trying to think of who else they had. They had some other people that were big at the time, like you'd know. But if it was like a more charming person, then you could maybe buy him punching Diane Lane in the face. I know. Or, which was very Or odd. Just, just being a prick, like throughout the entire film. I like, know. why are we supposed to like this guy yep. at all? You know what? Uh, I, I mean, I think he's a good looking guy. But that's about it. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know who he 
I, I one point I, I caught myself thinking he kind of looks like he could be related to like Brendan Fraser. Uh, I can see it. Yeah. So but, um, where's yeah. Kurt Russell in 1984? Good question. Because they basically just make this movie. John Carpenter makes this movie two years later with yeah. uh, with right. uh, Chinese culture instead of music. Right, right, right. And it, it goes, it's Huge. gangbusters. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you got a charismatic star. Yeah, right. <laughs> who can carry it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Jack Burton, me. <laughs> uh, I like um, McCoy's probably my favorite part of the movie mm-hmm. uh, favorite character uh that part was written for a man oh okay uh it was supposed to be like a fat older you know like a sidekick sure yeah uh, like a buddy like i'm a mechanic i was a soldier and mm-hmm. they just were like she read for us she's good let's just make her the character it doesn't matter yeah so i thought that was cool although it raises a lot of questions about what this world is you know that's why i kind of cling to the it's a post-apocalypse like right uh situation world war three thing um, what else? Um, I just think that the love story is, is, it's just, it's weird. I'm not really sure what they're, they're, they're trying to say. Like, obviously they care about each other, but it's not going to work out. So why did we, what? Yeah. I just. If you did this today, okay, do it. Remake Streets of Fire to do it every show. <laughs> Remake Streets of Fire, and you have McCoy be an actual lesbian instead of just kind of suggesting it, but then right. uh, she's got the not gays near the end of the film when she's like, oh, I had a boyfriend, but he was a jerk. I, I know. Right? Um, and then you have a love triangle once they save Ellen on the way back to Riverdale or whatever it's called. Yeah, We've got a thing the Richmonds, where, I think is what it's called. Richmond, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, where, uh, you know, he's... Maybe she starts hitting it off with McCoy, and then he's like, hey, what's going on here? And then you've got sort of a triangle between them. Yeah, I think that would have been interesting. Yeah. I thought... Or you got a, you got a rectangle, because you got Rick Moranis there, too. Yeah, I thought maybe... I don't know why I thought this, but I thought maybe McCoy and his sister were going to hit it off. Okay. Yeah, poor Deborah Vent. Yeah, that's too bad. She was um, she's a big part of the Warriors. She's great in the Warriors, and then she's in um, this. And I does thought nothing. she was, I thought she was great in this. Actually, I thought she was one of the better actors. As you pointed out, this movie's rated PG, and that ain't good for a Rumble gang movie. No, <laughs> I kept expecting. Uh, it was kind of a joke because we we're like, "Where's the? Where are we going to do the Streets of Fire?" <laughs> and then he starts blowing up all those motorcycles, and we're like, mm, "That's a Streets of Fire." Yes, exactly. And then the last big showdown is, uh, you know, a sledgehammer fight, uh, and then it's like he wins, and then, all right, let's get out of here, and it's over. And it, hey, blood bloodshed spared, great. I know. But you know, the first. Ten minutes of the movie, or the first five minutes of the movie after the concert gets broken up, it's just like, oh my god, what's happening? I know. Everybody's being raped and murdered. I know. And you're like, whoa, we're really in for something. No. 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 Um, or, oh, what was Belinda Carlisle up to at this point? That's a really good question. Right? Honestly, yes. We could have thrown her in there. Yeah. Um, I thought Willem Dafoe as Raven was great. Yes. He was um, great. He got, they got him, uh... Was it um, shoot? He was making a movie with uh, Catherine Bigelow. Um, okay. 
uh, oh, that's right, The Loveless. That was one of his first movies, and that's on my my list. Okay. Um, and they needed somebody for this Raven guy, and she knew Walter Hill. She's like, oh, Willem Dafoe is pretty good. So yeah, he was um, he was great in this. Yes. Um, and very little screen time actually when you actually you know yeah plan it out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he was really good. Um, Dottie from uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventures in this. <laughs> oh, was she the the What's one who again? tags along? E. G. Daly, yeah. Okay, um, okay. But she doesn't really do anything. No. What do you think about the bus making the Millennium Falcon sound? <laughs> oh, did it? Every time I the bus, every notice. time the bus stopped, it went <laughs> that like the Falcon's broken sound. <laughs> I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, I thought it was. So they kept having to hit things that, that had to happen on their way back, which I get. Um, and it's kind of a road movie. Um, but, like, y- you have the bus break down it, while they're kind of traveling through a rough part of town. Right. And the entire time the bus is broken down, nothing, nothing happens. happens. Nope. They don't get approached by <laughs> they don't the get cops. Attacked. They don't get attacked. Nope. I'm just like, What? What? Nope, we got to get back in and sing eight six seven five four three two one or whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> I don't count. know. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, and then there's the end, uh, which apparently they had a. Um, so the movie's called Streets of Fire because there is a Bruce Springsteen song from 1979 called Streets of Fire that was going to yeah. be in the end of the movie. They and, couldn't get it. Well, he they were making the deal, and then at some point he learned that he wasn't gonna. They weren't gonna play his song, you know, and he wasn't performing it. Somebody else was gonna do it, and he's like, "Nah, nah, I'm not doing that." Okay. And well. so they were just like, "It's a great time to be young." That's <laughs> how we're gonna wrap this up. I know. Tom Cody's got to. He's got to hit the road. Fizzles. He's got to leave. Why? Yeah. Why is it just burning life he has to get back yeah. to? 19-year-old Diane Lane. Forget that. I got a lot of sulking left to do. I know. I got to get back out there on the road. I know. Look, I'm not one to he, carry your guitars around for you. And, and I like, like that. Wow. I like that he and McCoy are going to go off and have adventures. But what is this? Some kind of wonderful? Like he's going to be with... Uh, no, I haven't seen that either. Oh. So, Well, don't put that on your list. It's not oh, that great. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, um, yeah, um, I thought it was okay. It was all right. Um, it had me saying, "What kind of a streets of fire was that?" Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Everybody talks about it, so yeah. I mean, you have to see it. I guess I would recommend it just well, for your film education. Right. I was right. a little underwhelmed, but there's some guys coming with eye drops and some uh, things to pull my eyes open. So maybe, Weird. maybe I'll have a new opinion later. <laughs> Let's talk about your film. Yes. Uh, so my film uh, was The Odd Couple. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Matthew Perry and Tom Lennon, they're just doing a great job. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's amazing how this is, we've gotten a lot of juice out of this lemon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This Jack Lemon. This Jack Lemon. You let that one go right by. I, I, I thought it. Strike one. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, you know, it was a play. Yes, um, by Neil Simon. I don't remember when the play came out, but I'm going to assume the 60s, the mid-60s. I'm going to assume. Uh, it was turned around into a movie in 68, mm-hmm. uh, and then turned almost immediately into a TV show that ran for five seasons, and now it's back on CBS All Access as a new show. And there's a female version of it, the female odd couple, and I was in that. 
You were in the female odd couple. I was in the female odd couple. Were you one of? Were you two brothers? You've got it. That's how dumb it is. You wow. immediately got it. <laughs> if Only, I can guess, here's the best part. That's bad. Uh, here's the best part. Uh, we were uh, Spanish. We were from Spain. So I was in. Yeah, you're shaking your head. Nope. I was in Blonde Barcelona faith. N- no. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. I suppose I've, maybe there's some blonde Spaniards well, out there I, somewhere. When I sat down and started thinking about, like, you know, just, you know, people getting in trouble for tweets and stuff that they've done and stuff like that. And I sat down and looked at my acting career and thought, oh, my God, uh, I, I can count on more than one hand, <laughs> number of fingers, the amount of times that I've de- had to do brown face or something like that on stage. That's horrible. It's just the way it was. I can't. It I is can't, horrible. It's weird to me. Just like what we were okay with just a couple of years ago. Within my lifetime. Yes. Which is, you know, not short, but yeah. It's not long. Oh, thank you. <laughs> talking about the odd couple. Oh, it's me. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. The odd couple. Uh, sorry. Uh, okay. So it's my thing. Uh, Felix Unger is a uh, happily married uh, husband, uh, father of two children, but maybe not so happily so we meet him as he is uh, haplessly uh, trying to kill himself yes. and not succeeding in a funny way, a Neil Simon way. Yeah. And he's on his way or ostensibly on his way to a weekly poker game hosted by his friend uh, Oscar. Um, yes. I can't remember Oscar's last. Madison. Oscar yes. Madison. Uh, and their collection of friends. Mm-hmm. One of whom is Vinny, played by John Fielder, who is the voice of Piglet. Fun fact. And uh, he finally gets there, uh, but not before um, his wife, or sorry, uh, yeah, Felix's wife calls and says they're looking for him, they're worried, and um, they get the whole thing, and they all realize, oh, Felix is so neurotic, uh, he's going to do something horrible, we got to be careful. Uh, Felix shows up, and long story short, um, the poker game breaks up, but Oscar uh, offers to let Felix stay with him until he gets on his feet. Here's the problem. Mm. Oscar is a huge slob. Yes. And Felix is so type A, he's type A minus, or he's type whatever's before A. Right, right, right. You have to make a new letter plus, in the alphabet. Plus, plus. Yeah, he's ex- extremely inattentive. And that they get on each other's nerves for that reason. Mm-hmm. And it all sort of culminates on this one evening when Oscar is trying to get uh, get them a little, little play. Mm-hmm. Uh, he meets some uh, sisters, uh, Gwendolyn and Cecily, who are uh, the characters from... Um, Oscar Wilde's importance of being oh, earnest. Oh, right. I didn't uh, catch that. Oh, somebody's <laughs> a better dramaturg than somebody else. Uh-huh. And uh, they're going to have him over and have some drinks and a little uh, this and that. Mm-hmm. And Oscar, or excuse me, Felix kind of messes it up uh, as far as Oscar's concerned. Yep. Because of uh, this is, remember the scene from Swingers? I. Remember when Troy and um, I don't remember uh, <laughs> the, the director of uh, Jumanji's character, uh, they go to Vegas, Vegas, baby, Vegas. They're gonna uh-huh. have you know they're gonna Jedi mind trick some ladies, sure. and then they're gonna uh, get it on. But he uh, talks about his girlfriend, you know that they've been together for six years, right, right, right. And right. then both girls are like, "Oh, I'm sure she'll call you. Oh, it's okay," and kind of blows the booty call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to the odd couple. That's what happens. <laughs> And so now they're mad at each other. They're not talking to each other. They kind of have a blow up where they get some things off their chest. Uh, Oscar throws a plate of spaghetti on the wall. Sorry, linguine. And Felix moves out. And we're not sure what's going to happen because he says, you know, whatever happens to you, it's 
let it be on your head or to me. Yeah. Um, and then he takes that back. But don't worry about that because yeah. it turns out that uh, Felix has been living or he's moved in with the girls upstairs <laughs> and oh. he's got a new lease on life and the two part as friends and that's it. That is it. Nobody, nobody gets nothing. Nobody gets nothing. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think maybe, so obviously I knew it was a play, and um, maybe I'm thinking of like the, the, the TV show, because I just kind of, in my mind, had that these guys were living with each other and getting on each other's nerves for a really long time, <laughs> but... Oh, do you in think the that the TV show is over five years, it's like lost over five years, they just go through three weeks of these guys living together? <laughs> No, I don't think it's like that at all. But that what are these numbers, something. Felix? <laughs> four, eight, four, twelve, whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's, not that. It, it's only three weeks in the film. Yeah. So, uh, but three weeks is enough. <laughs> Polar opposites. Yeah. Um, boy, I mean, here's another one that there. There's some... <laughs> look. We're look. watching classic films yes. that we hate. Uh, um, it's uh, it's all right. Mathau and and Lemon are are great actors. Oh yeah, and, and when you think about and the... they play off of each other really yeah. well. There's some great bits in it. Um, Jack but... Lemon has always been, you know, a great actor, but he's an actor who can only do what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, look, we're gonna watch the apartment at some point on this show if the if this quarantine goes long enough because mm-hmm. I want to see that. But I feel like he is he's good with like one other person. Or by himself. But he's he's that school of that, like, you know, Murray or wh- whoever else is like, well, let's play some poker. Oh, I'm in a movie in the 60s. But, like, Jack Lemmon is, like, he is that person. And he's doing a million things. And he's inhabiting that character. Mm-hmm. But there is a, squali- a quality of intensity to his performances that means that it only he can only do so much... Before it's just uh, here, case in point, Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet, which we will not be watching on this show. Mm. Don't I don't know if you get a week off of work, try and watch it. But he plays like Bernardo or one of the side characters. And like everybody's just kind of doing like, you know, naturalistic. It's Shakespeare, but we're still trying to make it real. And then he's like. Did you see the ghost on the thing? Uh, uh, did, you, did you see the ghost? He's just like kind of does his Jack Lemon thing, and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's okay, that's the problem. I think <laughs> what I'm saying is this took a long time. I think Hollywood moved on from Jack Lemon. I think Aww. he helped create, I think he helped create an entire school of, you know, intense, naturalistic acting, like really feeling things on the screen. Right. Walter Matthau is the total opposite because he's just yeah, like, I know, right? hello, I'm divorced. Oh, I'm singing. Uh, I'm doing bits. I'm doing bits, everybody. And then Jack Lemmon's like total actually, voice. you know, acting and like yeah. dying up there. But I think that we kind of moved on or maybe he didn't change enough. Apparently I had a treatise on Jack Lemmon. They'll chamber it ready to go. That's okay. Sorry, this is your film. No, <laughs> Um, I guess going off of that, like, there's one part where, like, Walter Matthau, like, cries, and I'm like, are we supposed to believe, like, he's, like, actually upset right now? Like, and I feel horrible, like, thinking that. (laughs) You didn't believe him? But I was like, but you sound like you're fake crying. (laughs) And I don't know if, if, if he's fake crying, fake crying, or if that's just the character, you know? Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, like, um, I, I mean, the worst thing I think that they did to each other, um, was, um, Mathau was like done with, with what, uh, Felix was doing and Felix had made himself linguine. Yeah. And, uh, he was about to eat it and he turned off. Uh, Oscar's TV and Oscar was pissed so he went over and like sprayed like Lysol or the equivalent like in the air and then Felix continued eating and then he sprayed it on Linguini right I mean that was just like I was like whoa (laughs) uh that was like yeah but uh I don't know. Like, I mean, there, there were. I think there were a lot of really great bits in this, but I feel like you can watch this, and I feel like you can tell that it was a play. Yes. You know, yes. and I know that Neil Simon did the, um, uh, the, um, wow, uh, the the not screenplay the screenplay. Thank yeah. you, uh, for it too. Yeah, so. and the director Gene Sachs is he's a multiple Tony Award winning. You know, uh, Broadway uh, d- director uh, and actor too. He's married to B. Arthur for a while. Oh, okay. Um, so I mean, like that's you know how he would approach it. And I have to say, I like the staging. Like, except yeah. for the fact that it's clearly a lot of it is set up like a play. Like, why would five guys all sit on one half of a side of a poker table? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I mean, yeah. But then later on, they they use the. The you know the layout uh, the architecture of the apartment to good effect, um, but the hallway and then the side doors and the kitchen and mm-hmm. and I thought that they found interesting ways to sort of move it around ways that you never could on a on a stage right um, that's true but yeah I mean it just and this is sixty eight I mean we can go back and find comedy films I think plays that were oh, yeah. films that have a rhythm a more modern rhythm to them. Um, and like you got the jokes, but this is, yeah. but this is, yeah, I mean, this does just, and I, like I said, I've seen this play on stage. I've yes. been in a version of this play on stage. Yes. It works. It kills in front of a live audience. Oh yeah, for sure. But there's just something that you lose in just having, you know, you know, there's, I mean, only, only some lines really kill and you, and you lose yes. just sort of the tension of the, the build of. The, the laughter tank yes. in an audience, you yes. know, um, which is, uh, that's something that's a uh, Gene Sachs uh, used to say laughter tank all the time. <laughs> I mean, I think that there, there are some really great moments where you, you, you totally get who both of these characters are and that they're vastly different. Like, like at the very beginning when they're out on their walk and, um, Oscar has chocolate ice cream and he, is being expressive and you're not a buffalo or a fish yeah. you're the only you that there is yeah. yeah and he's being expressive and he's trying to be supportive of his friend who's going through a tough time and he gets his ice cream on on Felix's suit and then that Felix just becomes obsessed with it you know and it's like uh, yeah yeah i don't want to talk bad about walter matthau um well beloved actor yeah absolutely uh d- definitely has done good in stuff but Maybe it was just because they, you know, they did this. He was in the original Broadway. Mm-hmm. It was him and um, Art Carney. 
Okay. Art Carney was Felix Unger on Broadway. Okay. Um, and the girls were the girls, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they used a lot of the uh, original cast. Mm. So maybe you just kind of get used to like doing it a certain way, and then you think, like, oh, we're just going to come in and do it. And he just owned the part. Like, he had done it for years up to, the, up to that point. So now he's just going to do it in front of a camera. Whereas Jack Lemmon is coming in, and it's like... You know, I'm Jack Lemon. I'm going to attack this thing. I'm going to show us. We're going to get yeah. to the mind of Felix Unger. We're going to yeah. talk about meatloaf and all yeah. this stuff. And I don't know. I just felt like I know that they are the odd couple. They are mismatched. But I felt like their performances were mismatched. Like I get what you're saying. I feel like he was just carrying a lot of it. I there was like one part. Yeah, come at me, Mathow. Whoa. Whoa, I'll take you. Uh, there was one part that that also just like it seemed like something you would do in a play to give an actor a bit to do but it didn't seem to translate well to film and this is something very very minor but felix is making meatloaf <laughs> and he has a ladle because meatloaf you need a ladle for what do meatloaf. you need a ladle for and he's carrying it around <laughs> and just so he can say ladle at oscar later right yeah that's the only reason yeah there's no food on it yeah it has not been used. And then he carries it for the, for the whole scene where they're yes. chatting up the girls. And it's the kind of thing where, you know, you've got multiple angles in a scene. So we're not seeing it all the time. And it's not like a part, some kind of obstacle that you would notice right. all the time if you were playing in this play. on a stage. Yeah. And then you maybe you do things with it or maybe it would just be the absurdity of just, you know. This, guy, this Felix man is, is holding, just holding a, a ladle for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. so that doesn't really pay off, and it doesn't get replaced by anything. And I want to say they, they do a good job of, because all the t- action takes place in the apartment, you know, in, in the play. Mm-hmm. And I think they do a good job of making New York City a character in this film. Right. Of just kind of spreading their conversations out more, and they're going to a restaurant, and they're walking in Central Park, and it's like, we got to go home. The muggers are about to arrive. Yeah, that was uh, a great line. And, uh, yeah, they, I mean, they do, but you have, but that's just... If they hadn't done that, this would be a total failure. Yeah. Like, you have to do that. Right. But, yeah, I just felt like they just didn't replace any of those bits that must be in the play with anything that made it a movie. It's kind of trapped between being yes. a great play and kind of an okay movie. I think you're right. Um, I liked your idea about a continuum where all the movies that we've seen that are set in New York, and I think it's been about half of them that yes. we've seen for this for this show, yes. all take place in the same uh, New York universe. You know? yes. So they're just eating ice cream and then, I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire, <laughs> yes. I'm a vampire, runs by. And uh, I can't even remember now what we're Travis Pickles. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One day a real yeah. rain's going to come and wash the linguine off this wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. The only other thing about this that so there was one part that just did not age well, and I guess this just shows the time that it came out. But when they're in the diner, um, Oscar like hits on like the waitress like heavily, and then like actually like basically pinches her butt, and it's like what? And she's like, "Oh, you?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I mean, like, like, oh, you not like, oh, you cad. And, and it's like, yeah, anyway, well, there's nowhere to go with it. I, I mean, I know, I know it's part of their thing. If she's cool with it, I guess it's fine. But that's not don't do that. No, to people. <laughs> nobody wants to see that. No, nobody wants that. 
at all. So, um, wow, I guess two kind of mediocre ratings from us. <laughs> well, I guess we're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless there's anything else that you want to say. Uh, I'm just trying to think of other funny, funny parts. Um, I just, I don't know. Like I said, when I was in the show and it's like, it's just dumb. It's just, you know, everything they, they can flip to being a woman, they do. Yeah, right. But a lot of things they don't because they're just too good. So do they, do they have a female poker game or do they oh, do yeah. something else? Yeah. And then there's, you know, and there's a lady cop and yeah, it's, okay. it's pretty much the same, but like, you know, <laughs> I can't, I can't stand little notes on my pillow. <laughs> We're out of cornflakes. F you. Took me three hours to figure out if he was Felix Unger. I know that was good. Yeah, that was good. That's all pretty much the same. Um, he's like, like, hey, how'd you like to talk to somebody with a voice higher than yours for a while? <laughs> in the in the show, it was because um, the uh, it's Olive and um, must be an F, I guess. Huh? I can't remember what the F is. Fran or something. Yeah, it's like Fran Francine or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, and she's like, we got to get out of here. We got to get some men in here. She's like, well, what's the problem? And she's like. Give me your hand. Okay. She puts it on her chest. She's like, okay. He's like, do you feel my breast? <laughs> yes. That's not enough. I need a bigger hand with knuckles. <laughs> so anyway. Wow. Check it out. Um, Female couple probably playing at a community theater near you. I mean, I thought I, I thought the actresses who played the sisters, I thought they did a good job. They were great. Uh, the um, Gwendolyn won um, Carolyn, what's her name? Uh, she won a Tony. Oh, really? Uh, she was in The Elephant Man. Oh, okay. In uh, the 70s, yeah. Yeah, I thought they, they played off each other really well. Um, I thought it was believable they were sisters. You know, <laughs> yeah, like just they, the, but, but back again, and forth. The, the, the shtick, they had the shtick. Yeah. It, we're just going to film it well, now. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But it, I mean, it, it filmed well, so. Did Dark Carney ask for too much? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, what happened there. Yeah, I wonder well, what the story is there. <laughs> Um, but, 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 I guess that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to think of if there's anything else. Um, think of anything else. We got the odd couple. Yep. And um, you recommend it? Um, well, it it's another classic, so I <sighs> I feel bad not recommending. Oh, it. you know what we should you do? We should I mean? rate it against um other stuff. So um, odd couple two. Did you ever see that? No. It's just like, so remember like the, they had a real renaissance in like the 90s, a bunch of Lemon Mathau films. Yeah, and right. they eventually did The Odd uh, Couple Grumpy too, Old Men. Which, yeah, the, Grumpy wait. Old Men, grumpy, Grumpier Old Men, the one on the boat with Data. I knew Whoa. I'd get a Star Trek reference in there somewhere. Wow. Boat Trip? No, that was, um, that's the Cuba Gooding Jr. one. No, no clue what that's called. Um, I know it's not Gone Fishing. Did um, they do the... Oh no, that was um, uh, dead president. No, it wasn't dead president. That's something else. But the president one with Dan Aykroyd and uh, okay, and Walter Matthau, and I can't remember who the other old guy was. But I, or no, it wasn't. It was Lemon, but not Matthau. I'm doing a bad job here. Oh, it's okay. But they did an odd couple too. Um, Why would they do an odd couple too? Because they were just at that point where they could just I guess. You know, pump this for more. Do you ever watch the uh, odd couple TV show? No, I don't think I ever did. I bet it was good though. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's Klugman and Randall are, you know, I almost think of them as, sorry guys, but I almost think of them as those characters more than this. Yeah, right, because Um, they probably played it. And I haven't seen the CBS one, but it must be god-awful, right? I can't imagine it's any good. Could it be any worse? (laughs) 
could this be any more linguini? <laughs> and that's the best part because you just know that it's oh sloppy. Matt, Matthew Perry is clearly Oscar, and Tom Lennon, who has just played, has just played Jack Lemmon's Felix Unger in every role he's ever played anywhere ever. He's just that guy, right? And he just does it in bike shorts for nine eleven. That's his whole shtick. Uh-huh. What if you guys flipped it? What if Matthew Perry was the neurotic one, which oh, he wow. has basically been in his entire career up except up until now? Yeah. And Tom Lennon's like whatever. <laughs> Okay, you're you're at yeah. the no opinion part uh, of, the, of the podcast. I, I don't know. I don't know that. Why why not do it and make it more interesting? But yeah, yeah, like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, Johnny Lee Miller. There, there you go. Just flip it. Flip it. When did Johnny Lee Miller? We got some time to fill here because this was yours was shorter than mine. Uh, when did Johnny Lee Miller become like this bastion of like acting? I don't know. Of stage and screen. I, I, he was I, just a I, kid I from, from Hackers. From Hackers, who was... Uh, who was married to... Who M was his uh, his uncle or whatever. Oh. Uh, yeah, and then he was married to What's-Her-Name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the most famous woman in the world. I, I don't remember her name. I, I can't remember her name. You know whose name I do either. remember? Angelique Pettyjohn, who played well, the go-go dancer in this, because he goes to a go-go bar for some reason. Uh, and she played Shauna in the Game Source of Triskelion. Whenever you see that meme about like, oh, Lady Gaga was in Star Trek. That's that's her. The oh. big baked potatoes. Oh, okay. I don't I don't remember. Green hair. Green hair. I'll show you a picture later. Okay. All right. But anyway, uh-huh. yeah. How did Johnny Lee Miller? Was, oh boy, his his Sherlock is it stands up against Basil Rathbone as one yeah. Of the best. I, I, what, what are you talking I, about? I I. I Can you guess? Just to pad this out a little more. Uh, Do you ever see Hackers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Oh, wow. Why wouldn't I have seen Hackers? I feel, have you seen Scooby-Doo? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought we were going to discover no, that. I have not. Uh, what? Do you think I'm a huge Matthew Lillard fan? Yeah. That, like, accidentally, you have seen all of Matthew Lillard's films. <laughs> except for SLC Punk. But I know you haven't seen Wind Commander. No. I want to do a, a Lillard cast. Ooh, um, I did have a, a good friend of mine who was obsessed with Matthew Lillard in high school. Oh, God. <laughs> you tell me these things and I'm supposed to react. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. So it wasn't me, but yeah, right. I, but I knew somebody. It wasn't so. me. <laughs> it wasn't me. Um, well, anyway, um, what do you think they do? Let's let's try to write the, the CBS show. Is Perry a... A sports writer, does that still work? I mean, I think that still works. Does Felix even have a job? Does it even matter? Yeah, Felix needs a job. But I mean, like, he he mentions once in the movie that, that he, he does he writes for He writes co- news, news copy, I guess. Yeah. 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 Where do you get your ideas for your stories? Uh the the news. Yeah, I was I was doing timing. <laughs> oh, okay, that's okay, sorry. <laughs> What's the most important thing in comedy? Timing. Timing. No, I say it, not you. (laughs) Knowing if you're the George or the Gracie is probably the thing you should focus on. Okay, let's wrap it up. I think that's it for tonight. We got Lady Gaga on Star Trek. And that's our show. And we'll be back maybe in the future to talk about something else. You know, the the quarantine is... um, is lessening, right? It's kind of coming to an end. So is it? maybe we're almost done with this show. 
So I know that you've been rolling randomly on your um, on your list. Yes. Uh, and you did suggest that we do it on the show so people know. Uh, but I nixed that because I don't care. Um, so maybe you could like fake it and just pick, you know, pick like the two or three films that you really want to see just in case this show's almost done. Because I want it to be done when uh, quarantine's over. Yeah. And I, then I I'll go into my sort of quasi list and I'll pick the, the real winners. Yeah. And we'll wrap this up. Okay. Gotta, it's not the end, but you can see it from here. Well, that that was the end. You know, I'm not talking. You're right. <laughs> yes, I... She's had a lot of aspirin tonight. So. Whoa. All right. So we'll shut this down uh, okay. for now. And. <laughs> Uh, and we'll talk to you sometime in the future. And until then, stay happy and healthy and stay safe. <laughs>